to Tea and Tales, the podcast where we drink a bunch of tea and we talk about a bunch of tales. This week's topic is holidays. I'm Sarah Harrington. I'm Emily Harrington. And I'm Erica Moser. And I made the choice for us to use our full names this time. It was so good. It's fine. Now everyone can stalk us. (laughs) Good luck. My last name isn't on Facebook. It's true. (laughs) Today we are drinking the candy cane tea from Adagio Teas. It's and so good. Y'all get some immediately. And put a little splash of milk in there just to make it just taste that so much better. It's pretty much uh, black tea with peppermint and then actual pieces of candy cane that you steep. And it's pretty great. It's so good. When we were sitting here getting ready to record, I could smell it like steeping. And I was distracted from my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I was also saying you could mix it with like a vanilla tea. And that would be pretty baller would be pretty good they also have like christmas tea and yuletide toddy which are good too but we went with candy cane because we all needed that we all needed the kick of the peppermint i think (laughs) it's been a day it surely has it it surely has it's been a year let's be real and (laughs) but we can talk about a little bit of a happier thing not 2020 but christmas and holidays so, I guess I'll start with, what do you normally do on the holidays? What are your traditions over the years? Traditionally, we uh, put up our stockings at the very start of December, and then everybody in the house is welcome to leave little gifts and things in secret all the way through, generally, like, the first week of January, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. And usually, we put up our real Christmas tree. Um, we don't have a fake one, but we get a real one. And we usually put it up on the 18th of December, which is a week before Christmas, which is our older brother's birthday. But this year, <laughs> we got it, like, the second to last day in November. We got it the 27th. Oh, my The goodness. day after. Um, but just, you know, decorating it. We used to, uh, when we were kids, our dad would set up, like, a like actual train locomotive, and it would go around the tree, which That's is super cool. cool. And now we have four cats. So we do and less of <laughs> Yeah. Do you have to put, like, the cage around it, or you just hope for the best? It's actually in, like, a pot. We have, like, a... It's only maybe three, two, three feet... And it's in a little pot, and it's on our car. No, I can table. see that. I know. I'm, I'm miming how much two or three feet are, so just imagine that in your head. Imagine Sarah holding her hands up. <laughs> um, but our cat, Lucy, uh, sleeps on the little table next to it all the time, and it's Aww. super cute. She's a big cat, and it's a small table. So. <laughs> She's like, I will sit here. It's very funny. She makes it work. It's fine. Yes. Water, your, water your Christmas tree. It's important. It. It's right. so thirsty. Even Otherwise, it one. doesn't it like shed a lot if you don't it water it? It does, and then it like, can catch it's on gonna, fire. I feel like it's going to shed either way, but just give your tree water. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never had a real tree. because I'm, I'm super allergic. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who are allergic to that and also the smell of cinnamon. It smells so, so good. Yeah, the cinnamon doesn't bother me. It's just like the evergreen tree smell. And my mom is allergic as well. Mm. And then my husband is also like that. So <laughs> we just continue having the fake trees. Mm-hmm. Ours is looking a little um, sparse, though, in the middle. We need a new one. But we didn't realize that till we took it out of the box. And it was 2020, man. Right. Do you have Serving a, up looks. Do you, <laughs> do you have a favorite Christmas ornament? Um... I don't know. Like, I feel like our tree is mostly instruments. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sense. that's my yeah. husband and I are musicians. That's what people give us. What's the most inaccurate instrument that you have that's like a guitar with two pieces of like gold twine? I think it is a guitar that has like two strings. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did get my one of my favorite instrument ones is like, it's not a particularly like really fancy one, but I had a student give me 
a trumpet that he found, but he was a trombone player. And oh, he was no. like, I really wanted to find a trombone, but they didn't have those. So here's a trumpet because I know you can play that too. <laughs> I just thought it was really cute that he was like, well, my first plan didn't work. So I still want to get her there a music effort. instrument. Yeah. We have that and like um, a bunch loves. of nutcracker ornaments uh-huh. because I have... Lots. You also have a lot of. I think I can see like thirty from where I'm sitting. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's 32. about there's a lot. There's a lot. I get I get a couple every year, and as you should. Yeah, you send Erica all your nutcrackers. That's right. <laughs> I have nutcrackers for all occasions. I even have a Thanksgiving nutcracker, but that one's put away now because it's oh, there. Are two, there are two like cooking uh, nutcrackers right in front of us. One with cookies. One holding. One is like, the apprentice because he's clearly younger, and, and one is six Sanchez. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I also have like a baking one that's in a different spot. Mm-hmm. But. Um, and there's okay. a Darth Vader one, but that one stays up all year with my pop figures. Nice. He's kind of hidden, but he's a nutcracker. He's there watching. Yes, he he's always watching, like Santa Claus, <laughs> but dark, dark Santa. <laughs> dark Santa. Santa. Darth, Darth Santa. 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 <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I started us on traditions that that was one of your questions, Emily. It's I okay. totally stole it. So you <laughs> well, can read it where credit is due. You can you can ask one of my questions. Erica, the question is your for the first time. No, no, it's in cursive. Did you learn cursive? You're so young. I am writing letters. (laughs) When did they stop teaching cursive in school? I am long after I graduated in 1994. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was a long (laughs) time. Now people are going to stalk you. I'm just kidding. I actually don't have to steal your questions. I was just being mean. She's like, uh, I I can't actually read cursive, so you're not going to steal That's mean. I can't. I'm teasing. Everyone's going to send me all the cursive stuff. This team is so good. I almost choked because <laughs> I was laughing about being mean to Emily about <laughs> it's person. a running joke now it's fine I can take fine. it um, no but I have uh, one of my questions because uh, you did look at what are some of your favorite holiday well, wait, traditions what is your holiday tradition because you just oh, talked I about did. being allergic to trees and that was <laughs> it um, that's not a tradition that's just it's life just life. <laughs> it's just life <laughs> allergic to the world no um, no I, I I'm an only child and so Christmas was always like a really small thing and my mom's also an only child and mm. we have other only children in our family so immediate family is pretty much what my Christmas has always been and then when I got married it didn't change too much because like now we have a couple more people come over and even with two families combined there's still like less there's than like 10 seven of us total yeah <laughs> but no, it, it's really fun um the usually though like we travel like all over on Christmas to see like different parts of the family and like my oh, husband's nice. family and like his siblings and things like that. So I don't know what's going to happen this year. We haven't really made that plan yet. So. New traditions. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, normally. Sleeping in and playing Switch. Right. Normally we go like three or four places and Christmas is actually like exhausting. So maybe mm-hmm. it'll be more low key. Okay. I think my dog just fell off the couch if you're wondering what that sound is. And now he's chasing the cat. You're he's welcome. He's go-go racer. Um, um, I was going to say, we have one other tradition. Let me just steal Good, because the dogs are distracting me. <laughs> um, which is uh, starting, actually, in 2013, uh, Sarah and I started watching horror movies on Christmas Eve. Horror is a hard word it to say. Horror. 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 <laughs> it is. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Specifically Stephen King one. Which wasn't actually planned, but it just has been that way. And I'll just list off the ones that we did. 2013 was The Shining. 14 was Carrie. 15 was Pet Cemetery, 16 was Cell, 17 was Misery, and 18 was Salem's Lot. Oh, wait. 
You messed up. I did. Well, 13 was The Shining. Just move everything in here. It's fine. We're not doing it. I'm really intrigued, though, because I read The Cell and I liked it, but I haven't seen the movie. It's with John Cusack, right? Yeah, the book is better, obviously, but the movie is, that is a book and movie that, like, launches you right into the plot. It does. Immediately. I think you know your character for a page and a half before and things go. And then everything go. goes. Yeah. I, I remember thinking while reading it that it was the stand light. Like if I wanted to read, <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to read like a slightly, no, more, more than slightly lesser version, but still good because it's Stephen it's King, less but not read 1,200 dense, pages. But not mm-hmm. less intense, if that yeah. makes sense. Right. Because it's still a lot, a lot. It's Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. I will not watch Pet Cemetery again. No. Once was Ooh, enough for it me. Was, it was sad. Yeah. I'm the same age as the kid in the movie, and I remember, like, watching You're it. You're four? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember watching it, and then I had to, like, look him up to make sure he didn't turn out to be, like, a murderous psychopath by playing that role as, like, a child. And he's just, like, a normal dude. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. So, uh, you're like welcome for the holiday. Super smart four-year-old? Or was he, did they just film him until he did something? I know he had a knife at one point. Yeah. Spoiler. No, <laughs> wow. I mean, the idea is that the kid comes back to life and is, like, demonic. But, yeah. um, no, I think he was really, like, filming those scenes. He just didn't, like, understand. Kind of like the kid that played Danny Torrance. Like, he didn't really understand he was in a horror movie. He Why just couldn't my mom have done that for me? I wish there were footage of four-year-old me with a knife, like, Dad! <laughs> I just remember there was a line, like, <laughs> I aren't, like, like, I've played with Mommy, now I'm going to play with you. And I was like, that is the scariest, <laughs> creepiest thing ever. I'm never watching this again. <laughs> So I can't imagine watching it on Christmas. I would have been scared. Like also like being that kid's parent, being like, "Well, we're not giving you any playbacks." I do always wonder about like the the way they're like, "Give me, give me money." Like I'm good. Yeah. Or like the kid in Blind Man, or like the parents of the boy. Like I just I'm like they signed a lot of waivers for that child. Well, they like run Instagram pages for them and stuff. I know. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. That's nuts. That's a lot. I have one more yeah. question, which okay. is, what is your favorite Christmas cookie or snack? This is a question from Autumn Cordelius. Uh, I learned last year how to make macarons, and so... <gasps> you made some for us this year, and it was so good. Yeah, they are a lot of work, and they come out right not as much as I would like them to <laughs> for the amount of work. But I feel like even if I don't get, like, the perfect, like, shell on them, they're still delicious. So, mm-hmm. um, and the scavengers will come. That's right, yeah. Listen, they were I'm the scavenger I made a tea one with Earl Grey tea. We mm-hmm. had a tea party and put so it in there. It's good. It's good. You put it in the meringue and you blend it up with the tea leaves. I want to learn, but I'm scared that I'll be really mad and I'll just, like, throw meringue against the wall. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Um, My mom makes a really good like truffley peanut butter How Christmas ball. That's mine. Fight me in the I street. Will. Oh my god, your mom makes those too. I know, I can't believe. <laughs> she came last year and made some for us and they were so they good. They are just so... They're so good. They're so sweet. It's just like a thick you ball eat of the peanut freezer. butter. It's you put chocolate around it. Yes. So good. And like hot chocolate, I feel like, is a good well, yeah. like Christmassy wintertime. If I someone it, steals but... your cookie, then you can quickly say hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. We I also like took a cookie decorating class with my mom last year. It was oh, like a Christmas cool. gift. And we had like these gnome cookies and they were awesome. And so now we can like do the flooding and the royal icing. I don't believe thing. you. I, I think I need to see. And so we have, we haven't scheduled it. We're gonna do it this year though. Um, nice. brilliant. So I'm still doing it. Are they gonna do like a Zoom class or something? No, no, no. We're not gonna do the class. We already oh, know how to do oh, it now. Okay, okay. So now we're gonna yeah, to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 My ears don't we work. used to try and, and do that though before we like knew what we were doing mm-hmm. and like frosting would get 
everywhere. I remember one time, like, the piping bag I was using, like, fell over and... Like, the frosting dripped out on top of, like, her dog. And, like, she was covered in frosting. And it just, like, caked. Dog's best day ever. And she was, like, licking her face. But it was, like, stuck on her back. No. So we had to, like, wash it down. No. It was pretty great, though. It's like she was out in the snow. Yeah. Similar. Similar. Except <laughs> it wasn't. It was kind of a mess. But then, and then she was, like, stepping in it and tracking little, like, yeah. Yeah. So, nice. so, yeah. Very cute. Cool. Well, we also have, um, I wanted to talk about some Christmas movies, which we're going to go more in depth with. But before we start with that, I found a list of Christmas movies top 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. So these are the critics ratings versus the top 10 Christmas movies on Ranker, which are all fan votes. Mm-hmm. And so I love Ranker. Right? I love Ranker <laughs> too. And I'm not saying Ranker is like the most accurate, but I feel like if you're trying to get a good sense of like what actual fans like, mm-hmm. then it's a it's a good site for that. So it's also a black hole. <laughs> it really, really is. So there are quite a few differences with them. Um there's only I think two films that are on both lists, which I thought was interesting. Do we know? Do you have a guess at Elf? what maybe? Elf would be one for me. It is not one of them. The Santa Claus? Nope. Okay, that's it. Uh, how about mm, Christmas Story? <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. Nope. It's a Wonderful Life. Is yeah. One? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. There's three of them that are the same. Wow. Anyway, betrayal. <laughs> Top I just anime remember. betrayal. <laughs> it's actually they're even the same number, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> Um, so Charlie Brown Christmas of is course. one of the other ones. Oh, and I was going to talk about that, but I feel like, was it you that doesn't like it? No, no, I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Who doesn't like it? Is it Autumn? Anybody here? <laughs> no one, everyone loves Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, <laughs> 10 that they both have. Number 10 is Die Hard on both lists. Okay. Really? That makes yeah. sense too. Which I was surprised to see on Rotten Tomatoes. Time. Oh, Which I think we watched it on Christmas, right? Yeah, but it was after our Stephen yeah. King. Yeah. We were up till like four in the morning. It's so every morning, good. Every Christmas morning is all right, so here's the list. We have um, the Rotten Tomatoes critics one. Mm-hmm. I also noticed while doing this that all but one of them are from like the one or two of them are from like 1980s and before. We and don't most know how of them to make Christmas movies anymore, right? I guess. <laughs> so they do. It's a Wonderful Life is first, uh-huh. followed by Charlie Brown Christmas, mm-hmm. Miracle on 34th Street, mm-hmm. Holiday Inn. All right, and I then one I had never heard of but was on a bunch of lists was The Shop Around the Corner. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the oh, original yes. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that would have been a good one. Like, that's a Christmas Halloween movie. Yeah, you can watch it. You can watch it. Anytime. I almost did it, but honestly, like, marketing-wise, it's really smart because yeah. you can watch it from October. Because what other name? One other Thanksgiving movie I'll wait. Yeah, no, they're all they're all usually Probably like cheesy, Hallmark cheesy Hallmark no, movies. No. <laughs> Which one of my questions was, do you watch Hallmark movies? And we all had a resounding no. No. <laughs> um, the other ones on the list, there were a couple in the middle that weren't Christmas movies but had big Christmas scenes, so I didn't count those. Then there was a new movie called Tangerine from five years ago. It seemed like a very adult-like movie that, like, takes place around Christmas time. I thought you were going to say takes place in a tangerine. <laughs> yes. It takes place in a tangerine. Um, babes in Toyland. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the last one's Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So, how do we feel about that list? Fine. I feel like it's classic. I feel it's, tired. Yes, it's classic. something, like, not surprising. Who's making those choices? That, those are like, the critic... Um, the five angry compiling, people in New York City. No, no, it's compiling all of the critic ratings. Uh, However... I feel like earlier movies have more success with averaging because they have less critics that are 
ranking them. Mm-hmm. Because today, now we have so many different papers and mm-hmm. like uh, TV critics and all this. Back in the 40s, like there weren't so many critics for every single like publication. Well, in time, there was gives one you, like, nostalgia and stuff because you're not going to have nostalgia for a movie that came out last right. year. I mean, maybe you will. Maybe. Remember when we could see people? Yeah. And go to the movies? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of good ones on there, but I don't know if I would put them in the top. I don't think so. Either. I think if you don't know one and one is an adult film, like that's what <laughs> I didn't say it's an that. adult film. I said it was adult like it's not, it's like not an adult there. film. Um I mean I guess it maybe is. I haven't seen it, but I that's not what I got from the description. Um Tweet us I listen to this with my kid and they're talking about adult movies. <laughs> <laughs> You know how happy I would be if some parent was listening to this with their kid and they were like, yeah. I'd be like, wow, a parent and kid? Yeah. <laughs> Look at us go. Um, the fan voting ranker list, though, I feel like I agree with much more, except for there's two that I would kick off this list, okay. Into the Sun. Okay. Um, the Grinch, <laughs> Into the Sun. Into the Sun. The non-Benedict one, right? Yes. The non-Carry one. Yeah, that one. Um, National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. Boo! Um, Elf. <laughs> Yes, Number three, mm-hmm. Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Who? What? what? Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas. Uh-huh. A Christmas Story. Uh-huh. It's a Wonderful Life. The Santa Claus. And rounding out again, Die Hard. Die Hard was 10 for both. It was 10 for both. Huh. Interesting. And it is a Christmas music musical. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. Well, I mean, it is a monster musical episode. But it, it shared with working people. I believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And like, anyone who believes otherwise is wrong. Tweet at Erica. <laughs> yeah, tweet at Erica. Tina and Tina Tales. One. <laughs> one. Like, Erica, excuse me. I need to have a discussion with you. <laughs> so, um, on the list, we did have someone that picked one of those movies. What? So, Sarah, yeah, do you want to get it started? started? All right. <laughs> so, um... Well, I guess I'll do Rudolph first, even though I have Jingle Jangle also. Okay. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop motion. That is a spoiler. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, So my first note for this is the following. When I was a kid, those weird stop motion Christmas movies freaked me out. However, I saw them consistently enough, so even though the puppets move very creepily and strange, I still consider this movie to be a holiday classic. Let's dive in, shall we? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a Christmas stop-motion animated television special. It first aired Sunday, December 6th, 1964, on the NBC television network in the United States. and was sponsored by General Electric under the umbrella title of the General Electric Fantasy Hour. Oh my gosh. Which is really funny. This reminds me so much of 30 Rock. <laughs> The special was based on the Johnny Marks song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which was itself based on the poem of the same name, written in 1939 by Marks' brother-in-law, Robert L. May. So the song came first. The poem came first. Well, the poem, then the song, then the movie. Yes. (laughs) It has been telecast every year since 1964, making it the longest continually running Christmas TV special. And then I wrote this summary myself, so it's kind of... So we're going to... I'm excited. Um, I'm ready for all the work that you put into this. (laughs) Sam the Snowman... I did this while watching TV last night. Sam the Snowman, played by Burl Ives, narrates the story of the year Christmas almost got canceled. Donner and his wife give birth to Rudolph, whose hideous red nose shames everyone. Wait, like Donner, like Donner Dasher, Cupid... Yeah, he's a reindeer. Come on now, don't you know the poem? Uh, Donner uses mud to hide his son's difference. No! (laughs) 
<laughs> what a terrible father role model. That's right. One year later, <laughs> it's not addressed. One year later, Rudolph makes his way to the reindeer games and meets Clarice, who calls him cute, and gets him a flying. During the flight, his fake nose pops off and glows everywhere. He gets made up fun of. He gets made fun of. He gets made fun of and expelled. He meets up with the elf Hermie, who doesn't want to make toys but wants to be a dentist because why? They run away and meet up with Yukon Cornelius, who licks his pickaxe a bunch. Because why? They, they escape a monster and discover an island of misfit toys. Rudolph heads home only to find his parents and Clarice have been looking for him. He decides to try and save them from an abominable snow monster. And with the help of their friends, everything kind of works out and no one dies. Other various, oh, good for <laughs> Other various plot points resolve. And then when it's super foggy, which I guess it hasn't been during Rudolph's entire life, he is able to save them with his shiny red nose. Hurrah. So that's the plot. How Here. old is Rudolph? Some. <laughs> I, I mean, like, uh, he's Older a young... than five and younger, younger than, than 20. 20. <laughs> he's a young, but I would say, like, 17, 18. I, I college age. Seven. Seven? I don't know. I mean, like, at the beginning of the movie, when he's would like, Would that be child labor, kid. forcing a seven-year-old reindeer to do your sleigh? Yes. Yeah. If, if the it reindeer would, 100%. has a weird nose, does it matter? I don't know. I like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Same. Now. It's, it's a very like good a good movie. movie, but like, why do they walk like that? Like, I know why they walk like that, but why? <laughs> do you Young not like claymation in general? Or is it is just fine. this specific They're style just like, of claymation? I'm a robot, dear. It's gotten better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much better. Like, I think of like the claymation in like Kubo is insane, but they 3D printed all those guys, so. I want to watch that movie. Yeah. I think I got stressed watching Claymation because I know how much work went into it. And I'm just like, what if it's bad? There's a Claymation uh, Guardian Falls bit. Just throw that in there. could throw in our usual Parks and Rec reference, too, of Ben Wyatt trying to make Claymation for two weeks. And it lasts for like six seconds. Would a depressed person make this? this? I don't think so. No. It's so good. Oh, no. Batman's crying. Okay. Fun facts about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Other than Burl Ives, all the characters were portrayed by Canadian actors in, at studios in, in Toronto. Hey. Um, in my research, I found a really sad video game that was released oh, on DS and God. Wii and did very poorly. It got a 1.5 out of 10. Oh my goodness, I don't think I've ever seen that for a game. We watched like of it. 30 seconds. It was, of, so, it was so bad. bad. The play was so bad, he had to bounce toys on his head and under the tree, and oh, the guy in the YouTube video could not do it. <laughs> Right. It was. I feel like you could make one though that would be okay. Yeah. If you but had it, it being yeah. like the flying and right. or delivering presents, if it was just like a two D platformer on your I phone. Think there was something. a mini game that involved delivering presents, but we did not last that long. No, <laughs> like, no, that seems this. terrible. All right. The trademark stop motion animation process was known as Animagic, <laughs> and in parentheses I wrote. Or fear magic if you're young Sarah. <laughs> In the original production, Billy Mae Richards, who voiced Rudolph, was credited as Billy Richards, since Rankin and Bass did not want to disclose that a woman had done the part. So Rudolph is played by a lady. Ooh, mm-hmm. Peter Pan Which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The songs and incidental music were both written by Johnny Marks, with Maury Laws supervising. Um... In the original TV version of the show, Rudolph, Hermie the Elf, and Yukon Cornelius visit the island of misfit toys and promise to help them, but the misfits are never mentioned again. 
After it was shown, the producers were inundated with letters from children complaining that nothing had been done to help the misfit toys. In response... <laughs> Good for those kids. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Rankin and Bass produced a new short scene at the end of the show in which Santa and his reindeer, led by Rudolph, land on the island, pick up the toys, and find homes for them. This Aww. scene became a part of the standard version of the show run during the holidays. And then I have two more facts. The first one is... When Yukon Cornelius throws his pickaxe into the ground and takes it out and licks it, he's checking neither for gold nor silver. The original concept for the special stated that Yukon was in fact searching for the elusive peppermint mine, which he eventually finds. Mm. This scene has since been restored, starting uh, with the 1998 home video VHS release. It's still gross, I said in parentheses. <laughs> um, and the final fun fact, which is a shout-out for Nick McLean, the Nick McLean fun fact is... Yukon Cornelius's stalwart sled dogs include a Cocker Spaniel, a Poodle, a St. Bernard, a Collie, and a Dutch. What is your favorite part of the movie? Oh, dear, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph's nose goes, wah! It's <laughs> your favorite part. I mean. You mean like when the fake nose comes up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he's and like everybody's revealed. like, God! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Kill it with fire! It they looks are. like fire. <laughs> Maybe it is fire. I, I did not like the Abominable Snowman or no. Yukon Cornelius no, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, who is this man? Stranger danger. <laughs> I remember liking it, but not like ever being one of my favorites. But I do enjoy it. was consistent. It. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. It's the nostalgia vector, though. Yeah. I remember like it, the movie starting because it starts with the snowman guy at the Pretty beginning. Pretty sure we had it on DVD. Oh, we did. Yeah. And he'd like roll up and be like, oh, I'm going to tell you about Christmas. I'm like, Bruno. Oh, he was in the video game, but voiced by non-Burl eyes. No. He was just like, oh, I'm Sam. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I, feel, I think that I watch, like, the Frosty one more often than I see the Rudolph one. Mm -hmm. Like, Frosty the I'm Mr. Heatmiser. Frosty was like, yeah. very dark. I didn't want to watch Frosty because it made me cry. Spoilers. He <laughs> dies. He comes back. But it doesn't change the fact that he dies. I mean, that is what happens to snow in the sun. I thought you were going to say that is what happens to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Not where I was going with it. But I was yeah. going to say, uh, his hat has necromancy magic in it. It's I guess. It's just a cursed art item. And that guy with the mustache is like, I must have this hat for me. He's or also something. Yeah, the, the voices much. are creepy. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's a There's lot. a bunny. They walk in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> this tea is so good. Did I mention? It, the tea is really good. <laughs> My voice is cracking. I don't know if it's going to drink, drink the too tea. Emily will do hers. And I'll go, yeah, I'll go <laughs> next. Um, so what I, I picked for my first uh, little holiday uh, specials was uh, the TV show Community. If you haven't seen Community, please watch only the first few seasons because the show is super funny and wonderful, but it gets bad really quickly. Later it's got in, an expiration date. Uh, later in the seasons. Uh, I suggest one through three. Um, four is okay, but the, the first three are the best. Um, a little bit about the show. It's about this group of people who are going to community college together. It's a grab bag of people from social <laughs> activist Britta Perry to uh, Ben Devere, who struggles with social interactions and is obsessed with pop culture. Highly religious single mother Shirley Bennett, naive overachiever Annie Edison, and former high school football star Troy Barnes. Um, then there's Pierce, and he doesn't matter. He's an old guy. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, there's Jeff, who's, um, kind of, like, this cool guy, but, like, hipster, but he, like, learns he's, like, and grows. He's, like, fake cool, because you can't be real he's cool. He's so fake cool. <laughs> he's very fake cool. Um, I'm choking on this delicious there are... tea. <laughs> Me too, though. Sorry. Um, I'm just gonna talk about the, uh, the first three seasons and a little bit about their Christmas episodes. Uh, it won't really spoil the show as a whole. Um, they're kind of like a standalone <laughs> thing. 
Sorry, I was just laughing. Is Erica being mean to me? But <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. You're, like, anything. you're like afraid now to tell. You're like, it's a show. Is, is, that, is that okay? <laughs> is it a spoiler if I say it's a TV show? <laughs> Um, so the first episode is in season one. It's called Comparative Religion. And it just, uh, it's the whole group uh, coming together to celebrate their first Christmas together. And Shirley Bennett is like, gung-ho, Jesus, Christmas, Christmas tree. Like, let's have a party. And uh, somebody picks on Abed. And so Jeff is like, hey, like, you can't pick on him. And so the guy's like, we're going to fight out in the, the school, you know, at three o'clock. And Jeff's like, fine, I'm going to fight you. And Shirley's like, don't do that. It's Jesus time and Christmas. And like, you can't fight on Christmas. And Jeff is like, it's not Christmas. It's December 10th. It's community Christmas. <laughs> so um, it's very good. There's a lot of really good quips. Um, every single person in the group has a different religion. So it's kind of cool how they like kind of interact and uh, bring those in. The second one, but speaking about animation, claymation, it's called what? Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. It's so good. It is a good one. It's a very, very good. This episode is sad. That's my first note. This episode it is, is sad. sad. Yeah, it's it is. Very I sad. think I've only seen it the one time, though, when it aired. And I well, it's like... We watched all three of these, we like, did. two days ago. Um, it, like, it has this, like, air of happiness. All the characters are animated. Well, they're, they're clay- claymation, uh, claymation, animation, <laughs> YOLO. Um, which is a nod to the classic claymation Christmas movies such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's not claymation. In the show, he actually says he's a silicon doll. I mean, it's... But on Wiki, it's, it's like... Oh, it's Wiki like, is smarter than me. Yeah. Um, uh, so this episode is just... Uh, it's features, or it's about Abed having a difficult time with Christmas and trying to discover its true meaning. Um, the reason why everybody is claymation is because Abed's having like a mental breakdown. Full As of, you do on Christmas. Like, well, okay. full metal it's album rough. breakdown. I feel like. Isn't it like that his family's not around? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to spoil this episode a little bit, but it's really good. It's still very good if you watch it. Yeah. Um, but every year, Abed gets together with his parents and watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, which is cool because we just talked Aww. about it. And so he ends up getting a card from his mom that says, I'm not going to make it this year. Like, like I have my own family now because his parents just got divorced. 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 <laughs> divorced recently. My parents are divorced. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, <laughs> and so uh, he, like, kind of shuts down. He's like, everybody's animated and it's great. And so they all, like, turn into, they're like, we're going to go through Abbott's mind and figure out what's going on. And they all, like, turn into different toys, which is, like, the misfit toys. So they kind of become the misfit toys. They're all kind of like Oompa Loompas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like a combination. Yeah, and so they kind of go through like Abed's dream world. And um, something that's really, really cool is that he does discover that uh, the meaning of Christmas is that the idea that Christmas has meaning. So you can make it whatever you want it to mean, which I thought so was profound. Very good. And the last one, but not least, is the regional holiday music. Yes. Which is my, <laughs> it's my favorite one. <laughs> it's just a big old like... Like, um, just making fun of Glee. You couldn't think of the word. Um, it's also, like, kind of a horror parody. Oh, so yeah. like, Yes, okay, so I did write, <laughs> uh, like the last Christmas episode. Oh, there were songs in the last episode, which I didn't mention, because I wrote down, like the last Christmas episode, this episode has lost songs. But mostly it's just making fun of Glee. Abed wants to celebrate Christmas as a group, but everyone kind of has their own thing going on. In an attempt to pull everyone together, he advises everyone to join the Glee Club. But they're not about that. <laughs> Slowly, one by one, the study group is hunted until the very end, and they join up to become the Glee Club. Uh, and then hilarity ensues, of course. 
My favorite thing about it is, like, as a music teacher, I did watch Glee, at least in the beginning. And everybody just assumes I was watching Glee all Mm -hmm. the time. But, like, I did enjoy the music part of it. Like, they're good singers, and, like, they had a lot of good covers in the beginning, especially. Oh, yeah. My dog is thirsty again. Sorry, guys. Um, but they, then there were so many problems with just how teachers were portrayed mm-hmm. and, like, how the kids suddenly knew the music. And I oh, think yeah. they parried, parodied it so well because everything that I hated about Glee, they put in this episode. Yeah. And it's so funny. Yeah, like, they, like, uh, Ahmed walks up to the guy who's running the Glee club and he's, like, sadly playing a piano. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Like, I'll get everybody to join. And then they, like, he, like, is playing the piano and he like stands up and they just like do this whole dance routine. He's like, how is your piano <laughs> still playing? <laughs> I like yeah. that they do like specifically like pointed songs towards each, each person. Mm-hmm. Like Pierce who is a boomer, they do like a song that's like music through the ages and how boomers are so great and they like gave right. this blah. Yeah, like, so Shirley, like Shirley like uh, cause Pierce had already been like part of the Glee Club like she brings this like choir of children and they sing about <laughs> Jesus and they're like the schools won't tell, tell us they're not going to tell you <laughs> so it's very good and like that's how she gets um, and then Jeff is um Annie just gets, like, taken because she, like, goes to speak to somebody and she gets caught off guard. And then Annie goes and gets Jeff by singing, like, a little sexy song at him, which is so it's funny. It's a huge parody of, like, Santa's Santa my boyfriend song. Right, right. Like, it's just so funny. And it gets, like, dumber and dumber as the song goes on. And Jeff is like, you hit a point of no return. Diminishing return. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just also like the clip because I was looking back I knew you were going to do community so good. and I just love how it gets to the end and like there's so many people there and the dean is there and he just has that clip of like yes. oh Brit is in this like <laughs> <laughs> she goes on she's like me so hot I love Brit the worst finish. Um, I feel it's, it's a it's an episode you can watch Without, without having seen any, yeah, any context. It helps you with the context, but mm-hmm. you could watch it. With, and yeah. my last note, which is not a Christmas note, it's just that I really like the theme song, which is at least it was here by the 88. Oh, yeah, okay. It's a very good Solid. song. Yeah. Very nice. Passing it on to you. Catch, Erica. Woo! So, uh, my first one is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which is hey. one of my favorites. Very good choice. I love it. It's also one of my husband's favorites, and he is silently sound producing for us, but he won't be on our podcast. Thanks, Zach. Um, So, Muppet Christmas Carol came out in 1992, and it was directed by Brian Henson, who is the son of Jim Henson. And it was... um, Legacy. Yeah, it was pitched to him not long after his father died as, like, a way to continue the legacy, and they, like, gave him this idea, so... Right here. Right? In your heart. In my heart. That's what I'm telling (laughs) you. Yeah. It's, um... It, it is literally what it sounds like. It is A Christmas Carol with Muppets. And I loved the Wikipedia summary of it, which is just, although artistic license is taken to suit the aesthetic of the Muppets, the film otherwise follows Dickens's original story closely. <laughs> like, it's just so clear cut, but also that's exactly what the movie is. Um, so just if you haven't seen it it is literally a christmas girl scrooge is being scrooge i don't think i have to explain who scrooge is um <laughs> scrooge mcduck yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um bob cratchit is played uh, like by kermit the frog <laughs> and um miss piggy is his wife um tiny tim cratchit is like a new frog, which, oh, a frog robin boy. robin the frog um <laughs> 
They picked Gonzo to be Charles Dickens in it as a narrator, and apparently the reason Gonzo was chosen because Brian Henson thought he was the least likely choice to play Dickens, so he was like, that's the one. Um, <laughs> Gonzo's my favorite. Right? Logic. I He's love so Gonzo. Good. Um, let's see. Other frequent Muppet characters, um, the Fozzie Bear becomes Fozzawig. That just writes itself. <laughs> um, the Swedish chef is the party cook at Fozzawig's party. Hey. Uh, Statler and Waldorf play um, the Marley Ghosts, which they have a great song in it. So that's pretty awesome. Nice. And then um, the other characters are filled out by just kind of... Um, a bunch of different Muppets that you've seen throughout. The only difference is, with the exception of the Marley ghosts, the three main ghosts are all played by new Muppets, and they were going to um, use existing Muppets and have them as the characters, but they didn't think it would, like, show the gravity of the situation, so they wanted to create, like, new gigantic Muppets. So especially Psychological thought, right? Like, the, the, the past one is huge. They're, they're, yeah. they're ghosts, so that means they're dead. So if a regular Muppet played it, then that I Muppet I think that maybe died. was also I, a consideration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to fill... So, and then, and then Michael King plays Scrooge, of course, and he is um, one of, like four human actors that show up in the film. It's basically Scrooge and his family. And he took the lead role and said he would play it as if he was working with the Royal Shakespeare Company and would refuse to do anything Muppety. So mm-hmm. you really do get, like, a truly serious, <laughs> like, performance out of him. That's that, like, good. You, when you never think, like, oh, he's doing this for the paycheck to do it with Muppets. Like, mm-hmm. they asked him and he was like, He's yeah. so sincere. He really is. Mm-hmm. It makes the difference, I feel like. I think so. And, like... I also found to make it so he could act with all the Muppets, what they did is they had, like, removable floors. So they would, like, there were puzzle pieces, and they would constantly fill them in and remove them so he could walk around. I wonder if he ever fell in one. Right? And so they were, all the puppeteers were in... The, the floor. like the floor and then Michael Caine had to just walk on these narrow planks and they had to like plan his route for everything so mm-hmm. that the Muppets could, could be next him. to him and be walking next to him. That's horrifying. Yeah, but like nineteen ninety two, I mean, yes, it's only a year before Jurassic Park came out, but they were using all practical effects versus the CGI that was starting to be available. I so love practical effects. Yeah. yeah. And I just love Muppets in general. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the thought of this guy having to like, like walk on a tightrope. Well, and just it might like, being Michael Caine, like he's mm-hmm. such a serious, phenomenal actor, and being like, okay, here we go, and like the planning that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, fun facts that I learned: uh, Frank Oz, who I knew, voiced Miss Piggy and Fozzie, also does the voices for Animal. Which okay, he doesn't say much, but also he says, Sam. Animal. Yeah, but Sam Eagle. Which I would have oh, never thought was the what? same person, right? Yeah. He has such a different sounding yeah. voice. Um, and then Steve Whitmere voices Kermit, Rizzo, Beaker, and Bean Bunny. So I knew he did Kermit, Rizzo, and Bean, but I didn't know he was Beaker with that really high pitched voice. So mm-hmm. that's so versatile. Cool. They only want to pay three total people. I guess yeah, like they're all acted by. They have like a whole list after their names. So those were the <laughs> ones that stood out to me because like. I think if you listen to Kermit and Bean, like, yeah, they sound the same. Or Miss Piggy and Fozzie. And I feel like everyone knows Frank Oz's voice from Yoda and things like that, too. Mm-hmm. But 
Sam Eagle. I would have never <laughs> guessed that in a million years. That's the one years. that would have stumped you on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would now, you know. now, now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Right. Listeners. <laughs> and the music for this was written by Paul Williams with the underscore by Miles Goodman. And nice. I love the music. I have one more Sleep Till Christmas on my Christmas playlist. Aw, I want your Christmas playlist. My Christmas playlist it is, is fire. It's got, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's fire six, to melt the yeah, It's like <laughs> six hours of joyous music. <laughs> six hours? I don't know. It's a lot. I've been building it up for years. So I'm going to need this list. Yeah, I will yeah. send it to you. It's okay. fine-tuned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Spotify list. We could also. Tweet it is it. a Spotify list. I will tweet it. Your Christmas. Hell yeah. Yeah, I won't tweet it. Emily will tweet it. She's in charge of the Twitter. <laughs> I know. Tea and Tails, the corporation, will tweet it. <laughs> At Tea and Tails one. Tea and Tails one. Talk to my people. Right. Uh, so before we go into our other um, tale choices, I guess what would be your honorable mentions of like movies that we could do? I also had the thought that like, I mean Christmas. Books. I don't really read a lot. But we'll get there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Erica is a leader. Just 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 you chose me to be the host today. So I, I mean, I'm you're always the host. Every day. Um, Every the day Christmas is Misers stop animation, which freaked mm. me out even more than Rudolph. Because wait, that is that not the Frosty one? Am I confusing them? Like two different ones. There's one that's like one is like Miser, Saint the Nick, and there's misers in it. And I think the yeah. frosty one is animated. There's people who are um, really mad right now. <laughs> tweet at Tan Tales one. I haven't seen them in so long, but yeah, those are good ones. I just um, had them confused. I like um, and Elf. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, oh, it's a Wonderful Life. That I love that movie. And once bought it on DVD in deep July and watched it like mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon before that's I had good. to go back to school. I. Yeah, we always watch that one. My dad mm-hmm. loves that. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, when our, our theater company did it. Yeah. And it was yes. great. And we were backstage for that. I for that know. one? No, no, no. No. Miracle. 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 Zach. Miracle <laughs> is one of my favorite honorable mentions, though. I mm-hmm. love Miracle. I was going to say Elf. Um, yeah. Which is so good. I was going to do Elf. But Isn't then... it a musical now? Was didn't Elf? Elf, Elf is a yeah, musical. Yeah, because Syracuse State did it last year. They did. Not, did I've never seen it. And hey, we get more uh, Mary, what's her name? Steve Steenberger? Because she's in Back to the Future, which we talked about hey. the other day. So. First episode. Time First travel. episode. That's right. And she's Shout. in Shout out. something else that I can't think of. Um, that Elf one and, No, she's, <laughs> oh, she's in the new um, The Happiest Christmas with Kristen Stewart and Dan Levy. And as the mom? As the mom, yeah. Ah! Oh. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. <laughs> I, I have not seen it either. I put, uh, I stole yours. I'm not going to say that one. But That's I okay. The, I, uh, the Grinch, which was mentioned on the, the which, movie. Which? The Carrie one? The animated one? Or the, the animated one. The Bumblebee I've never Cucumber seen one. that one, actually. The, okay, the Jim Carrey one, when I good. was in high school, yeah. we had to watch it in French, in French class, like, every year when it was, like, <laughs> Christmas week. Good. Le Grinch, Le Grinch. <laughs> like, what is happening? That's funny. Yeah. Um, we always watched it in French, and I'm like... Fine, I know the story. It reminds me in middle school, this is a jump, sorry, but in middle school, when we would have a sub for our course teacher, we would watch the first 30 minutes of Sound of Music. Every time. Every single time. They it's like, you there's Maria up on the hill. <laughs> like time, the time for math. Getting blown over by the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my other one was uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, because uh, it's just so oh, classic. And yeah. I, I love the music from that. <sighs> So Music's much, so good. Is I, that on your playlist? Yeah, it my, is. My favorite one is uh, skating. Yeah, I that's skating. a beast to play. I, I did um, when I was in school. Um, the one of the people that worked for the comp- the non school professional theater company I worked for, 
bought the rights to the Peanuts characters and we put on a Charlie Brown Christmas That's like awesome. as a show. Cool. I was gonna say we and did we a used medley. roller skates as like skates and like all the crew dressed up as Woodstock, so we were all in like yellow with feathers and stuff. Was there fog? Um, so you like and go through the fog. Like, no, but the person day. who played Pigpen was covered in flowers. Yeah, <laughs> so he was just like boof. And there was flour everywhere. I did it. I um, got to play the piano and conducted it for Red House, um, nice. one of our, like, regional theater companies. And I, it was, like, a dream come true to me because I'd grown up playing the piano books. Mm. And I had started playing them when I could not play any of them. Like, they were so hard because mm-hmm. it's literally just what Vince Guaraldi played. And yeah. they don't make it any, like, you can buy an easier version, but I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And, like, then I could play Love Will Come, which was, like, a different Charlie Brown song from mm-hmm. just, like, the other specials and I slowly started building up to where I could play the other ones mm-hmm. and so when I got to play it like that was so it was like awesome and I had like the other two guys that were in the band with me like we had I played with the drummer before we were friends but I didn't know the bassist mm-hmm. but it was like this magic thing where like sometimes you just find yourself playing with people that like you feel like you've played in like a group with them for yeah. a long time like and we just click. gelled yeah. so well and like and things would go awry, and it wasn't like the smoothest production behind the scenes. But um, <laughs> for anyone that knows, like, you know, but, that's right. But like we, like we'd have to circle around and do all this, and I could just like give a head nod, like we were a real jazz combo, and like Aww. they would just find me, and it was so cool. And um, there was one time I didn't get to play the pageant scene, which we elongated because we wanted uh, to. Ah, yes, be I right. did see that production. Yeah. And so, but the guy <laughs> playing Schroeder was our actual music director. And so we kind of like tag teamed a bunch of things. But so he was playing the pageant scene because Schroeder is on stage and then I would play all the other stuff. So I would just watch from behind the action and the... Like girl playing Snoopy, she was like um, a circus performer. She was so, she was so good. good. But they had this disco ball on a stick. Don't ask me why it existed in this like <laughs> sense of Charlie Brown Christmas. And like things started breaking one night, and she just kept picking him up. And so at one point, she picked up the disco ball and just went to the center of the stage and started spinning around, holding it <laughs> over her head. And yes. I like lost it because I could just watch and not play. And it was like the funniest thing I've She's ever seen. So good. So yeah. it was supposed to happen right no oh, but good, then they added job. it in for the remainder of the performances because yes. a they couldn't fix the disco ball and b it was so funny that they just did it every just day. like on the fly like, stuff charlie brown christmas man. so good, so good. Live theater. i was gonna say that we did a, a cut like a we did a medley of it and the, i used to be in a community band and you have like that part and then you would have like these looming like boom boom french horns in the background you say did the french horns get an actual good part for that one it wasn't like anything complicated but like the fact that they were singing like playing these like beautiful long notes behind all of the crazy like woodwinds just like one of my favorite. I think songs my ever. husband's band is learning that right now. Yay! Husband's I, band. You should play for me after we're done because I, I will song. play it for you. I yes. Will play it so you guys don't get to hear it. Mm. That's right. <laughs> um, but you know what? You you hear my song at the beginning every time. So there you it's go. so yeah, good. It is. It's very little, good. I wrote that song while I'm under the influence of hydrocodone. Drug music. Mommy, what's drug music? Okay. Pain pills are good for certain things. Human and a drug love each other very much. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Now, sometimes when a human has thumb surgery. Um, they, loved, they want no right. more pain. I think we said all my honorable mentions, which was like Klaus was the other one I had, which came out last year. And it's about, um, 
a guy that gets sent to the North Pole as a mail carrier because they he's really bad at his job. And Aww. he ends up like basically helping to create Christmas and Santa because he makes a workshop. Mm-hmm. He, he meets a, a, a woodworker, this guy that made toys, and he's this very large man with a beard. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, you could give them to kids if they like write letters to you. Like I'll do, give you the letters and you. And, and so, but he's trying to build up the post office too because he has like a quota mm-hmm. of how many letters he's supposed to like try and move through. Mm-hmm. And so then the the guy ends up being like, oh, this is great. So it's kind of like an origin story for That's Santa. That's cute. It's very cute. Ooh, mythology. Yeah. Santa mythology. It's on Netflix. It's Ooh. good. I don't know. It's um a lot of Norwegian um, feel. So I don't know if the don't actors are all Norwegian, but uh, like they did have some. Um, I was going to say, I just remember cute too. Uh, a movie that I watched in middle school, which is called All of the Other Reindeer. Ooh. Which is an animated film, and I don't about remember. everyone but Rudolph. <laughs> and so, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they kill Rudolph, and then no. So I don't know where don't Rudolph, Rudolph is, but this is this movie is about a dog who and an angry postal worker, which is why I remembered it because he's like, I'm bad, and I'm going to stop Christmas, and nobody's going to get their gifts, and Olive's like. Santa said all of the other reindeer will help me, and I'm Olive. So she goes to the North Pole. Oh, my. And she, like, leads the reindeer on Christmas night. It's so cute. The explanation of this movie is making me more tired. But there's, like, an angry song that the post office guy uh, sings, and, like, that's the only memory I have of the whole movie. He's like, I have to carry all these toys around, and I hate it. that, too. (laughs) Just tweet the song. Oh, my. Tweet the playlist. Um, But it was good. I just had, like, a total, like, found memory. That's crazy. Well, fun. All right. We're going to go on to our next one so that we don't go too long with this one. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Same order goal. or... <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, we're not going to reach it, but it's All right. right. All right. Cool. <laughs> my second one, as I mentioned during my first one, uh, is Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story, which is pretty new. Uh, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story is a Christmas musical fantasy comedy drama film starring Forrest Whitaker, Keegan-Michael Key, and Felicia Ras- Rashad. Rashad. It was released on November 13th of this year, 2020, on Netflix and runs about 122 minutes. And I said, this is such an uplifting and joyous Christmas musical that features many people of color, new and fresh music, and absolutely gorgeous costume and set design. Um, I saw this quote from an article by Nell Nimmo on RogerEbert.com. That. Ebert. Ebert. <laughs> Reading is hard. <laughs> Who does it? Uh, okay, Reggie's only been around for like 50 years. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come for my cows, Robert. <laughs> tweet at TNTS1. <laughs> Look at your tweets. And it says, Colorful is not colorful enough were a word to describe a fantasy movie musical so maximalist that even the title is overstuffed. Jingle Jangle A Christmas Journey packs a lot into the movie's title, including two character names and the dual idea of something cute and something a little more heartwarming with a touch of the spiritual. The article also mentions that the movie has the liveliness of an in-person show, uh, which several of us, uh, we watched it at my house, several of us were like, wow, this really feels like a musical. Mm-hmm. Like, like a stage like a musical. performance, yeah. Um, it was initially conceived as a musical. Um, and watching it, you really get that feeling, which is really nice because we don't really have that right now. I know, and I would go see that I show. would, too. Yes. I would crew it. <laughs> I would crew it, too. <laughs> <laughs> the setting is a fantasy Dickinson steampunk designed by Gavin Book. Okay, I don't know that one. Great. <laughs> yeah. All of the um, composer names that you can help me with. Um, an imaginary world comes to life in a holiday tale of an eccentric toy maker, his adventurous granddaughter, and a magical invention that has the power to change their lives forever. 
In the glorious, uh, in the gloriously vibrant town of Cobbleton, legendary toy maker Jeronicus Jangles' fanciful inventions burst with whimsy and wonder. But when his trusted apprentice steals his most prized creation, it's up to his equally bright and inventive granddaughter and a long-forgotten invention to heal old wounds and reawaken the magic within. Uh, the movie was written and directed by David E. Talbert. Music by John Debney. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got um, it. Also, yeah. Ye of uh, Dances with Wolves pulled that out of nowhere. There hey. you go. <laughs> <laughs> the film's musical score includes songs by Philip Lawrence, Davy Nathan, Michael Diskint. I don't know all of the music. Yes, you do. And John Legend. Erica, <laughs> I know that one. Um, <laughs> know fun that fact. Uh, Madeline Mills, who plays Young Journey, uh, learned that she won the role of Young Journey just two weeks after closing School of Rock on Broadway as a cast member, Sophia and Tamika Understudy, which makes sense because she is super talented. She's That's also so stinking cute. 11 years old. That's crazy. Those School of Rock kids have to be able to play the instruments on stage, too. And we actually went and saw the show, too, and it was good. I don't know if she was there with me, but, like, School Bark was very good. And I said, she's hacking accomplished, and I need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) And then just a little bit about the costumes before I finish. Um, The costumes are so good in this movie. I saw a quote from WWD article by Rima Chikhoon, who quotes the movie's costumer, Michael Wilkinson. They really wanted to show something that hadn't been seen by audiences before, and that piqued my interest because that meant I needed to come up with a type of costuming that hadn't been seen before as well. It's an interesting genre because it's a holiday movie, but it's an extremely diverse cast. We wanted to reflect that diversity with our costume decisions. We aimed for this fusion of 19th century silhouettes with African culture and called it Afro-Victorian. In the world of the fantastical, the story worked on a completing human level that we really wanted to reach out to our audiences and offer them something um, very appealing and modern. And I said, the story is interesting, the characters are compelling, the music is complex and fun, the costumes and sets are beautiful, the actors are brilliantly talented, and overall it makes you feel all warm and lovely like the holidays should. It is. Uh, I want to see it so much. It's very cute. I, like... Top of your Christmas movie list. Watch it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The music it feels like, like going to see right away a Christmas you. show mm-hmm. when you can't go to see it. It has like mm-hmm. swelling orchestras and it has like beats and stuff. It's, it's on the list. It's on the list. Cool. Yeah. Um, so before we do yours, Emily, uh, speaking of music then, what are some of our favorite Christmas albums and or songs or styles or Christmas Do you know of the Wham to? game? I do know the way I'm getting, and I feel like it's been a lot easier this year because I'm not yeah. going places, and I can just choose not to listen to it. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a good song. Is it not on your Christmas I list? I do like the song, it's, actually. It's not a bad song. Uh, it's, which song? What? Last Christmas? Last Christmas. Yeah. I was thinking of the other one, which it's is not on your list, simply having a... Uh, I think I have a different Last okay, Christmas on fine. there. So that it's, you don't yeah. get I like the Mariah Carey song, too. Yeah. Um, My favorite is Carol the Bells by... Uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Very good. So good. I like that. A lot of people like Carol. I do like the like... 12 Days of Christmas by the acapella group. I like the 12 oh, Days of Christmas by the Muppets. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the boy group. The one that's always on. And it's like, and they like sing, uh, Breast the Rain Sound in Africa towards the end of it. It's an acapella no. version of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like rock acapella? 
Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> from like the 90s. Oh my God, um, I can't yes. wait to talk about yes. Pitch Perfect on this podcast sometime. Yes. Um, I was introduced to a version on YouTube of a guy that made, it's the 12 Days of Christmas as a piano player, mm-hmm. but every day it's jazzier. And by, <laughs> the, end, by the end, you're like, no. <laughs> it's so funny, though. It's, like, no, it's so the longest funny. song known to it man. Is. And every time it starts playing on the radio, I'm like, why? We used to go caroling around the school with my students mm-hmm. when, when I taught chorus. And it was like my favorite day of the year. And we did it for like pretty much every school that I've taught at. And um, sorry, it's raining, it's raining. sleeting in our it's room. Beautiful. Now. It's beautiful. Right. Right. So um, they would always ask us if like, can we do 12 days of Christmas? And I'd be like, no, we will never leave that classroom. So I would, let them, I would let them do it once, but we had to do it as fast as we could do it. Yeah. And it just became like, we'd get faster and faster by the end. Good, and so it was good. always like the by funny the one. Ended, and everyone was just laughing. That three so kids who were crying. That's adorable. <laughs> but we talked about Charlie Brown Christmas too. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, yes. My favorite is Ella Fitzgerald's Ella Sweet, Ella's Swingin' Christmas album. That's a good oldie, but a good one. If the Fates Allow is really good. That is a good one. That oh, the Hades that's probably the only Christmas album I've listened to all the way through. Oh my gosh, I listen so, to so much. Michael Blanwood is good too, though. Yeah, but I still only listen to it song. Mm-hmm. Song um, at a time and not A Merry album. Christmas spelled M-A-R-Y because it's Mary J. Blige. Hers is awesome. <laughs> there was. I <laughs> She's did have such a, a good Christmas album. I had a cassette tape of Christmas songs. You and your cassette like, tape. I know. Listen, I'm ancient. I had a cassette tape of the like Disney characters like Goofy and oh, Mickey yeah. like singing Christmas songs. And when I was a little bit older, like enough to know that, you know, stuff. And I didn't want to hear things that were going on in the living room, but I had, I was having trouble sleeping because it was Christmas. I would like listen to that tape on my Walkman, like my battery powered Walkman to fall asleep on Christmas so I wouldn't hear the jingle of elves in the living room. That just reminds me of another tradition. I'm going to like move back. So actually we have one other tradition that, uh, that us kids, <laughs> us Harrington kids, would actually go on like a four mile walk on Christmas Eve so we could tie ourselves out. So we it fall didn't asleep. work. It didn't work. Yeah. I'm a Were you a person that like tried to find the presents or got up super super early? No. I mean, we got up early, but mostly because excited. Um, yeah. And then we would have to like stay in bed. We would get up at like five six and then have to stay in bed. Until, we would like, open our stockings. I think stuff. I only did that a couple times, but generally I was just like a low key. And then one year when I got older, I found where my mom kept the presents. And I was so mad because I wasn't trying to. And it was such an obvious location in our house that I was like, oh, man. And I'm like, why did I never think they were here? Like, it was just like, yeah, they were in like, they had like a, my mom has like a window box that she would hide them in. And it was a seat and it opened up and she would store all these things in there. And it was known as like storage. And I just never... I never, or like their closets and stuff. I never looked. Our I didn't parents want would uh, hide the gifts downstairs in the, in the basement. basement. We would just not go. Yeah, to the he would say this is oh, elf yeah. central. You can't go elf down there. central. Yeah. We would do. That's what we do now as like adults. I'll be like, don't go in here. <laughs> or he'll, like, no. he'll be like, don't come into my office for the next like two, two hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll put like the stuff for each other in different spots. But yeah. <laughs> The last couple of years, maybe not last year, but, like, we have gone together to be, like, what do you want? Like, I'll buy it for you. And then we, like, put up a divider in our living room and put a Christmas tree on and, like, wrap the gifts that we know we're getting Just get them wrapped in the yeah. living room. See, it was easier when we both we were doing gigs around Christmas time. Now we're both home in the evenings <laughs> all the time, so I'll have to, like... Be like, stay upstairs. Um, <laughs> What's this order on Amazon? Don't worry about it. No, no, no. <laughs> don't we, don't, we, like, we don't look at this, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, the last Christmas album I was going to suggest, which is a totally offbeat one. I love it so much. And I just discovered it last week, which is disappointing because he's one of my favorite artists. And I didn't know he had a Christmas album, which is Jamie Cullum, the jazz piano player and singer from England. And he has one called The Piano Man at Christmas. And they're all original Christmas songs. And like some of them, like one of the songs is about him being a gigging piano player at Christmas where he goes to old folks homes and just has to be able to play all of them. Like it's such a good album. So Jamie Cullum, The Piano Man at Christmas. Check it out. And now Erica Moser's magically lit playlist, Spotify. Yeah, that's right. We'll we'll put that up too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Emily, what is your other one? All right, mine is going to be short and sweet because... Uh, Spoilers. I don't want to spoil this movie because I'd rather you go and watch it. <laughs> and um, be traumatized. It's really, really funny because... <laughs> what is that one movie um, that with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the word of the day is Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Does he have I don't know what... Jingle, jingle, so jingle, all, jingle all the way. way. Jingle all the way. Yes. That's right, because you always call Arnold it Arnold Schwarzenegger. Son of a <laughs> Emily, no! Don't worry. Show. We don't have to get an explicit warning I have for to just go. one. Because people are gonna tweet at me and say "good today." Tweet at people Emily. Are tweeting at me TNT. TNT. One. TNT. Dynamite. Like the ACDC song. Sarah would actually call this movie "Jingle All the Way," and then like just as because she likes to misname things on purpose. On purpose. And then so when she was saying we should watch "Jingle Jangle," I'm like, we've already seen "Jingle Jangle." She's like, no, that's "Jingle All the Way," which is actually this movie. Which is better watch out. Better watch out. You should say, who taught us about this movie? Oh, yeah. A shout out to our friend Olivia. Uh, She was like, let's watch this movie. She's like, it's great. You won't be traumatized. (laughs) And then she lied. And then she lied. There's one moment in this movie that is very traumatizing to Sarah and me. Listen, she couldn't. What is it about? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Erica's like, shut up, tell me. (laughs) We're trying to get a shorter podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Better Watch Out is a 2016 psychological horror, and I would also say a little bit like slasher film, directed by uh, Chris Peckover and written by Zach Kahn. And Peckover. Peckover is a funny last name. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Olivia DeJong, Levy Miller, and Ed Oxbold. so, a little bit about this movie. Um, there's lots of twists in it. It is about a babysitter, and the kid she is watching It is set around the, the holiday times. It's not necessarily, like, Christmas. Like, like Christmas is not important. This movie could be set in the summer, but it is set in Christmas, so I can talk about it because it's right. a Christmas episode. Um, the twists are phenomenal. There's a huge twist at the very beginning of the movie, which I won't say, and there's a such a great twist at the end. You have to watch it. You have to watch, watch the cutscene. Now I know there's a twist coming. You do. You have to live with this information for the rest of your life. I know. Until you watch it. <laughs> Until I watch you it. have to watch Jingle Jingle first. <laughs> um, there's a lot of references to Home Alone uh, throughout the movie, including Christmas carols, spiders, and um, paint cans being thrown. Ooh. <gasps> so, uh, no spoilers. Mythbusters did an episode to see how many times they would have actually died in Home Alone, and it was a lot. Oh, yeah. I can <laughs> imagine. Yeah, that kid's straight brew. Yeah, no, they would have died. Anyway, so they in this, I take it, they actually die. Uh, you know, that's a great There's a lot comment of, that you've made. This is a horror movie, so <laughs> it's a horror I, think horror you, I think we were saying earlier, like, Frosty lives, but not everybody in this movie lives. No. Frosty <laughs> lives after he dies. He dies. <laughs> Sarah, are you such a, 
She's so upset by it. Um, sorry I brought up Frosty. I wasn't even no, thinking of the right uh, movie. She's just like crying in the greenhouse. <laughs> Frosty really scarred me too. I was so very So who sad. was going after them? Is it like a home invasion I thing? Because you said home alone? I That's like the first twist. Oh, okay. So I can't so actually tell you. Somebody's going after somebody and people die. And, it's <laughs> and like you sad. never, you don't know. And then when you do know what's happening, it's like, oh. And then you're like, oh, where does it go from here? And then it like gets better. Um, it's dark though. Like, don't watch this with your kids because it's no. Do you watch it? It's an R. It's an R. I don't oh, know. I'm pretty sure. I would. Wait. If not, it should be okay. One of those. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I definitely think it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like Die Hard. I mean, that's not a horror movie, but you shouldn't watch it with like young children. Yeah, Die Hard didn't that's mess an me up. Thriller, though. Jeez, right, like that's not like scary though, but it still has a lot of violence. In it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of there's some good deaths in there too. So, as you do. Deaths, huh? <laughs> as you do. Your Christmas, Emily. Some good deaths. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's my short sweets. Uh, you should watch it. It's very good. Cool. Um, what about you, Erica? What's your Well, before one? we do that, you said Christmas horror. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I, I know you guys asked me, like, what my favorite Christmas horror thing was, and I don't have that many, and I, oh. wanna, I want to watch Krampus. I haven't yes. seen it. I was going to say, that's but my other I'm sorry, a horror Christmas movie featuring Adam Scott and Tony <laughs> Collette. Like, I am there. It's um, so good. But the only ones I have seen are Gremlins, and it's fine. And then I watched uh, the Ghosts That Stole Christmas episode of X-Files yesterday. <gasps> it's, and it's so, so good. Fun. It's, um... So it's like the campiest of like the campy X Files type. You know how there's like there's this really spooky X Files, and there's like the conspiracy driven ones, and then there's like the really campy episodes. And I put it in this one, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. I really they, love. X-Files they go see. They go a, to a mansion on um, Christmas. Christmas Eve that like supposedly this couple haunts every Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and they had a like a suicide pact so they could stay together forever, and the ghosts are played by Ed Asner of, like, Up fame, like the grumpy old man, or Santa <laughs> and Elf, he also that, mm-hmm. and Lily Tomlin's the other one. And, like, they basically decide they're going to just play, like, psychological mind they games. They just mess with Scully and And they're just, like, it's so weird and creepy, but it's fun. And, like, the only problem I have with it is, like, Scully is kind of reduced to, like, the screaming girl trope in it, and she's, like, super freaked out. And I'm like, girl, you see so much weird okay, shit. Okay, but every day she's like, like, science can explain this. Yeah, and, and like, I think maybe because no. they like she's seeing them with like Lily Tomlin has like a hole through her, and yeah. they do a really good job of like showing the fireplace like through it's her. It's so really good. funny. Like, so watch just that. One. Yeah, just you don't even have to it like won't know X Files. It's lovely. I, I made my husband watch it, and he's not seen X Files that much, but he it's, was he yeah. could follow it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. So those were mine. But I know you guys watch more than I do. I with love X Files. I feel like there's, like, the Christmas episode of every show. Like, um, oh, my gosh. Gilmore Girls has no, a No, but really I meant, like, good... horror. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horror. horror movies. Um, horror I, Christmas. I like Black Christmas, I think, is what it was called. I don't remember. There's a horror movie I watched when I was very, very, like, and I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies. Was it was Gremlins? No. <laughs> don't give them water. I know. I had a little gizmo puppet when I was growing up. Um, but when he's cute and before water oh. is given, well, Gizmo's always cute, but like the other ones have water and are bad. Right. I've nice. not seen it at all. They terrorize the dog and it makes me sad. The dog just lives. Rude, they yeah. like, like trap, they like, what, like wrap him up with the Christmas lights. And, like, Would Edward Scissorhands post. count as a Christmas horror movie? Kinda, yeah. Yeah. I like that movie a lot, but it's not. Have you guys seen Krampus? Yes. No. 
Oh, you haven't seen Krampus? No. Okay, we're watching Krampus at some point. As soon as we finish this podcast. <laughs> so good. Um, books? I know you said books. I haven't read any of I, I was just making the point that I hadn't. I <laughs> looked up uh, Hanukkah Don't talk about books. We don't have any. We, we said it was going to be a holiday episode, so in the spirit of representing more holidays, there is a picture book by Lemony Snicket called The Latka That Wouldn't Stop Screaming. Yes. So if you have a Jewish friend that you need a... Um, non-stocking uh, menorah stuffer, if you will. <laughs> menorah um, I suggest the lie that wouldn't stop screaming. <laughs> don't put it with the menorah because you don't want to catch it on fire. Put it and not thing, in the flame. It can be menorah. one of your eight gifts because, yeah. right, they start out small. So maybe it's a day one or day two. <laughs> Although I think it's starting very soon. So get on that. Like now. <laughs> like I think it starts tomorrow, right? <laughs> Something tomorrow like when we post the episode or like tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow when, we when we're filming and then people won't know. <laughs> we, people won't know that we recorded it. So hey, it can be right. TV, you know what was that? <laughs> Video? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to just do my hey, tail because y'all are mean. cassette tapes on two That's separate episodes. Right, and you so. make fun of me for saying video. Oh, it's just so funny. The picture of my A Chorus Line cassette tape came up on my Facebook time hop or whatever. I, I, like, I tried to send it. it. Did you see it? I did, yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this? Okay, oh. so <laughs> mine's a Christmas episode. You were mentioning Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. Um, Gilmore Girls. I, I, <gasps> what? Okay. It's, it's amusing. It's, good. it's a lot. It's I watched the first, first episode, like, watch and I liked it, but not enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to go on this, like, million season. It's a journey. It's a, yeah. It's good, but it's a journey. Yeah. Um. So I generally, I, the drama episodes are good. Um. You know, oh. I always liked ER when I was a kid. You went silent for a while, huh? I don't know what's going on there. We're going to let it keep going. <laughs> yeah. So um, I liked our podcast as being weird. Maybe write down that time. So, um, <laughs> with Christmas episodes, I liked the drama ones. And so, like, when I was growing up, we would watch ER all the time. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple of, like, heart-wrenching but good Christmas episodes, as you do with ER. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, I like the comedy ones better because um, I feel like it's more Christmassy. So there's, uh, you know, the Friends Holiday Armadillo one, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's... Um, Let's see, Community, the one you, I like, the regional holiday music. So good. And then my other picks of uh, those were Parks and Rec, the Ron and Diane episode. And <laughs> the Ron storyline doesn't have too much to do with Christmas because they're at, like, a woodworking convention. <laughs> but the other characters, that's when they discover that Jerry's having a party and that Jerry, if you haven't seen the show, is, like, the office sad misfit and <laughs> sad sack. But they decided, because they felt bad for the actor, to give him, like, a beautiful family. So Christy Brinkley plays his wife, and that's the first episode she shows up on. <laughs> nice. Um, and then the Brooklyn Nine-Nine parody of Die Hard, which is called Yippie Kayak. Cause <laughs> it's really be. good. But my pick is the 30 Rock Christmas special, which is not actually a specific Christmas special. That's just the name of the episode because they are filming a Christmas special. <laughs> uh, 30 Rock is essentially a parody of um, SNL and like the behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. Stars, stars and is written by Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, and Jane Krakowski. And it's a pretty cynical show with, like, some very pointed jokes. And um, they do not hold back for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so I found a really good, uh, like, description of why their Christmas episodes are so great from the AV Club. And it says, What makes the 30 Rock Christmas episodes work so well is a double fake-out of holiday spirit. 
Typically, an episode begins with a staggering TV merriment that accompanies the usual, hey guys, it's our Christmas show episode. <laughs> Next, the episode quickly heads for a cynical, dark space, often accompanied by drunkenness, family dysfunction, or even a brush with racial humor. But then, they're not wrong. <laughs> but then the episode always ends on a truly sentimental note, usually with a song, which is what makes the episode so legitimately heartwarming. We don't need to pretend it's the 1950s and everything is perfect in order to really enjoy the holidays. We can admit that we're a bunch of messed up sickos, but once a year, we're capable of getting mushy and merry in our own way. Aww. It's true. So, like, they talk about, like, the racial humor, and basically the way they point fun at that is by making Tina Fey feel like she's the most woke person in general, (laughs) and then realizing that, like, she's not, and that's kind of what happens in this episode. So, this one was season three, episode six. It was the most watched episode of the series at that point. Um, Elaine Stritch earned an Emmy nomination for her appearance as Jack Donaghy's mom, who was played <laughs> by Alec Baldwin. And uh, the show aired from 2006 to 2013. And even though it always struggled with ratings for viewers, it was nominated for over 103 Emmys, which is crazy. But well-deserved. So I met Alec Baldwin at my job. Really? Yeah. Well, he's from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was visiting last year. That's cool. Yeah. It's nuts. So basically, the quick version of the story is there's two stories going on. One is that Alec Baldwin, who doesn't get along with his mom, again, played by Elaine Stritch, he's (laughs) the boss um, at NBC. He hits his mother with his car. He's not going very fast, but just enough to, like, break her hip because she's old. (laughs) And he also waits to call the ambulance because they have such a strained relationship. And later in the episode, she discovers that he waited to call the ambulance. Um, And so then he thinks that he's, like, going to be apart from her for Christmas because he's already given her the gifts. Well, so now she's stuck with him because he has to take care of her. So to get away from her all the time, he decides that the cast has to stage a Christmas special. But he tells them this on December 23rd, and they have to put it on by December 24th. So the whole cast is pretty upset. And then the other B story is Tina Fey's character decides to do the Letters to Santa program, which is kids wrote letters to Santa that are underprivileged, and she's going to buy gifts for this family. And so she's struggling with, like, her family not doing holiday things. And so she ends up getting all these gifts for these little kids. And she goes to this really rough neighborhood, and Tracy Morgan who is Tracy Jordan in the show, (laughs) he goes with her with his bodyguards because they're like, oh, Liz, you can't go to this neighborhood by yourself. And they go. And so these two guys just answer the door, take the gifts real quick and then go. And so she thinks she's being scammed. And so that's where kind of like the racial humor comes in because Tracy is making fun of her of like, you don't understand what's happening. And to spoil this part of the episode, which is fine. I know I'm going to spoil it. Oh, wow. And she goes back because she believes she's been scammed or scrumped, in the words of Tracy Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids come to the door, and she's like, oh, you got the presents. I'm so excited. That was me. And they're like, what? Santa's not real? And so by giving them all these gifts, she both, like, gives them a great Christmas and ruins their Christmas at the same time. And so, yeah, but, like, maybe Santa came also. So, but yeah. she gave them, but so they were tricking so much credit. Yeah. But so the reason why it's my favorite one is A, just the storylines I mentioned. <laughs> B, Elaine Stritch is on the episode, and <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a couple of uh, great quotes that I found, and Alec Baldwin describing how they're going to do the Christmas special when he's a little rattled is, I'm trying to produce a Christmas special that makes It's a Wonderful Life look like Pulp Fiction. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that's a good Good. one. Um, There's always singing and songs like there are in the community ones. 
Um, Jenna's character is introduced as our first guest, has sung with everyone from Paul Anka to Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) And then um, the last quote that I found was Alec Baldwin, when he's talking about what he's going to do with his mom. He says, I found a nursing home off Maine's coast run by the same French company that oversaw Napoleon's exile. She will be treated humanely, but there will be no escape. (laughs) So, like, that's, it's just my favorite and ends up, like, like, he realizes his mom wasn't so bad after all growing up and maybe he should give her a little bit more credit but um that's a big that's a big thing like holidays are rough sometimes because if you're not good with your family yeah or if you don't talk with them it's like and exactly it hurts and like there's like even a vision at the end where they're like imagining christmas and you get to hear elaine stritch sing a little bit with him and Cute. and jenna maroney been played by jen krakowski is singing and so she's been good. on broadway <laughs> she sings like an actual nice version of the christmas song but also like a spazzy version of jingle bells and it's great <laughs> <laughs> jingle bells and tina fey's um husband is the one that writes all the music for them so nice. yeah so it's just i really like it so if you're looking for something a little bit darker, but also, like, genuinely heartwarming. Amusing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's amusing. All of their specials are great, and I don't think you really need to see the other nah. episodes. Also, just watch 30 Rock. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's underappreciated. It really is. I mean, it was appreciated by critics, but not by fans. But I'm one I of the fans. Like the Riker. Right? Riker. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, but not Riker. Riker. Well, hey, we did a slightly shorter podcast today. Yay, how long is it? One fifteen. Look at us. Yay! I feel like that's five whole minutes off. No, we did good. And if you think it's too long, tweet at us, and we will probably not change it. So, Teen Tales One, Teen Tales One, Instagram and Twitter. Have we made Facebook yet? We have not made Facebook yet. We will make Facebook to a Facebook near you. I'm Emily. I'm Erica. I'm Sarah. And we're we're going to pretend we're holiday. not crazy. And yes, we're not crazy pretending. Pretend that. you're not crazy. Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. Holiday. Happy holidays. Goodbye. Boop.